This podcast means a lot to you. You're not crazy. Well, that's not true. You got the time and a phone and some hosts that babble in your ears. That's right. You've got some ears. So what? <laughs> so what? So what? It's time for September 2023 Punk in Bracket. Checkerheads, welcome to Checkered Past the Scodcast with Celine and Rob, the show where a skanking double at the Triple Rock Steady and Venusaurs Will Die, Ska, explore the history and impact of a different band each <laughs> episode and hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Fat Rob, and this is my sister and co-host, Cell Yell, aka Smelly Selly. Hi. Hey. P- Pokemon? I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> okay, what did you say? Oh, and here for the... Oh, uh, we this, have to it, yeah. always introduce... El Hoey. El Hoey. Hi. Hey. I, skanking double <laughs> at the triple rock steady. What did I do there, Joey? Seeing double at triple rock. Seeing double at the triple rock. Yeah, but also rock steady. That's right. Okay, so what's yeah. that? It's a song. Like it's no a effects. no effects song. Okay. <laughs> and then I did. Then why'd you do Pokemon. a Pokemon? I've done Pokemon the last three episodes. Have you? Yes. <laughs> I don't have to remember these. It things. may have something to do with their guests too. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. I know my audience. Um, <laughs> we know whatever. Celine, what's going on? Just building the salon. I feel like I, I tried to think of. I'm like, I don't think I have anything interesting. I did actually finally see the Barbie movie, so I've okay, seen it one point three it. times. Wait, between the two of us, we've barbenheimered. So, yeah, you barbenheimered. What did yeah. you think about your hyming? I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Okay, it was good. Yeah, I had Sad? a great time. No, I feel like no, not really. That's no. insane. <laughs> I feel like that's not really thrillery. Slim though, thrillery. you have to, you have to like. Look at what you see as sad, as far as media is concerned, though. Like something. Lots could, of things are sad. Something and they're sad on purpose. Don't gaslight me. Literally, <laughs> yeah, Gar- the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie is not sad. So I'm really dramatic about that. They're not trying to fucking pull at your heartstrings at every moment. Not every Pixar movie has a three crying moments. Everything is sad now. It's not my fault. How's Barbie? Was it sad? No, okay. I actually I cried. Yeah, I cried. of course you did. I definitely cried. Yeah. yeah. One of my coworkers. The Billie Eilish song really hits me. One of my coworkers said it's too political. Okay, well that's wow. fucked up. Sorry. I thought so. I was like, that's like that. a wrong opinion. What gender was this coworker? A male. A oh, <laughs> very a surprising. Male. Cisgendered mm, crazy. hetero, assuming heterosexual male. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's well, got pokes some fun at his type. <laughs> Yeah, he probably got seen a little bit too much in there. Skewered a little. Yeah, everyone that gets a little triggered. So, but was it like too? I don't know what the word for it is. Like twee? No, it was no, just camp. Okay. It was like fun. Yeah, camp. Okay. It's just camp. Yeah. Was there a lot of like extreme close-ups of people's faces? No. And they were like quietly talking into the camera. No. 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 Okay. No, it was okay. really like a fun rock. And I think I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I thought it I was like a fun I honestly was comedy. Like, yeah, the, the, it's I, like a camp comedy with Barbie as the theme, and it brings no up notes. The, and it's like anti patriot. It like exceeded expectations. The By a time. long it's shot, like it was so great. funny. Okay, yeah, I love it. Was it was like real funny, really funny, very funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then makes I you feel it. feels. Has a couple of great speeches. <laughs> mm-hmm. The production, like the 
the set design and costume design is really fantastic. Spent, like, an insane amount of money on it. Yeah, they yeah. literally used all of the specific Pantone of pink in the world. I think <laughs> like they like created shortages of it because they needed so much of it. <laughs> it's just very good. Fucking Ken. It's I like obviously all the women in it were amazing, but uh, stupid Ryan Gosling did steal the show. I know I keep hearing that he did. It's like all about like anti patriarchy and misogyny, and the man steals the show. <laughs> but he was making a point, so yeah, and he's really happy. He went out. for it. He like he's fully. He didn't hold hammered. back at all. His like stupid little face all the time. I do love that. That's something I'm I'm all about. Is people like just chewing the scenery. Like yeah. we just finished watching the second season of Good Omens, and uh, you know David Tennant and what's his name Michael Sheen. Sheen. He does that. David they both Tennant likes to do. They that. just like chew up the scenery. Like, My the friend is doing the like Toronto Comic Con, and I literally just saw on the feed a picture that she drew of um, David Tennant and Michael Sheen in the show making out. <laughs> so I think it's gonna sell well. <laughs> cool. That, they they did make out in the show. Did they? Yeah. Okay, so that that's fun. Okay, so well, it's gonna sell even better. Oh, okay, yeah. Golden, I'll watch it. <laughs> I feel like it's the only like gaming show that uh, he didn't like bail on halfway. No, he in fact he doubled down on it because he was like American Gods didn't really work out. What was the other one that didn't really work? I don't out? remember. But Sandman. Well, I guess people like Sandman. Yeah, he bailed hard on American Gods. Yeah, uh, but then no, because they wanted to cancel Good Omens, and he's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to keep making it. And if you cancel it again, I'll find a way to keep oh, it. Oh, uh, like Comic-Con in Edmonton's in. coming up. And I think I'm going to buy tickets to fucking, it's not James Mars, Marsden, because that's the like handsome brunette. He's a very handsome guy, yeah. But it's James, anyway, Spike from Buffy. Oh, It's sure. close to the James Marsden, but it's not. But he I has like a how solo. how close that is to James Marsden. It's like James Marsden <laughs> or something. It's like the same name, but with a T. Anyway, Spike <laughs> is like playing like an acoustic set. Oh. And then definitely going. Is he playing all well, the songs? Well, there's two things that, that are happening musical? on the same day, and I have to figure it out. He's original music. There's two <laughs> things happening on the same day. I got to figure it out. So I'm either going to that, or I'm going to fucking party gras at the River Cree, which is like an indigenous casino, and uh, you can smoke mad cigs there. But uh, party gras with Brett Michaels has happened at the River Cree. I'm doing the hang loose. Yeah, sign right now, you she's guys. hanging all kinds. I'm of hanging looseness. all kinds of loose. So I might have to fucking go rock of love it out and hang out with Brett Michaels for a night. I don't know if you have pants with low enough waist. I'll get them. I'll get them. <laughs> so yeah, who knows? But what a good night. What if I do both? <laughs> what if you do both? What if? Who's stopping you? A couple of heartthrobs no. in their 60s, mid to late 60s. Past <laughs> their prime. I don't know if Spike's in his 60s. Yeah, how old was he? In, he was like 30 in the 90s. That's what everyone keeps saying. Everyone forgets how old they are. <laughs> all right. I think we've been, right. <laughs> we got We got people waiting patiently. <laughs> <laughs> We're thrilled to introduce our guest. He's a singer, songwriter, multimedia ska musician whose new single, Sound the Alarm, is streaming everywhere right now. Chris Grau, aka Loser, is here. Hello, Chris. That's me. Hey. <laughs> That's a me, right? It's a me. <laughs> Loser. Chris, what do you have to say about anything we just talked about? Uh, um, I can't remember. <laughs> James Marsters. Uh, I just you were saying James Marsden. I just kept thinking about that jury duty show that he did recently. That was so good. It was good. I hear. It's yeah, did you yeah, guys that's see one, it? No, no, that's the one where it's like a fake thing and everyone's yeah. an actor, unreal guy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that. Seems funny. wild though. I, it was okay. really good, and James Marsden's in it, and he's just constantly like, "Come on, like I'm James Marsden." Everyone's like, "I don't know who you are," and it's hilarious. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> that on its own is a good concept. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's one of those guys that you'd be like, 
you're doing like too good looking to just be a person where you're like you're doing something you know wow that you got a crush we need to. I got to, everyone. This is the theme okay. for this, the right. podcast. Uh, what, what would you rate <laughs> James Martin Marston on the Scott Daddy scale? I'm close to a ten. Wow, he's a pretty handsome guy. I like that Tina Fey casted him as her boyfriend. <laughs> does, that give, does that get points? Speaking of it sheens, does. Speaking of Sheen's, Michael, she... Michael Sheen was a was in Thirty Rock as a love interest at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. It's James Marsters. Spike is Marsters. You guys also tried to gaslight me that it wasn't a similar name. Okay. <laughs> it does sound like gaslight. somebody misremembering James Marsden's name and making something <laughs> up poorly. James Marsters. Wait, I was going to have a question. Whatever, I'll cut this part out. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Hi. Let's start with my first question that I usually ask our guest. Uh, and we kind of touched on this a little bit in our spectacular back alley interview, which I encourage our listeners to go back and listen to. Oh boy! Um, what is your checkered past? Your history with ska music? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a real ska boy. I've been around uh, a long time. <laughs> I, you know, the Pinocchio uh, of ska. I I've I've been listening to it for forever uh played in a bunch of punk bands guested in uh, i've like substituted uh in a couple of ska bands here and there uh and then i but like with the agenda of wanting to do a ska band forever and nobody wanted to do it uh i'd written songs over the years i'd had like various concepts i even like tried auditioning at one point and finally, it was just like, nobody wants to do this. So one man ska band. Here we go. Yeah, I'm the, just I'm the high like, tech. You just have to do it yourself sometimes. Yeah, Sometimes you're exactly. forced to just, you're like, hey, no one's going to give me the opportunity. So I just have to make my own opportunity. I respect exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. Can that's... you uh, describe your live show to those that have not seen it? Because it's quite a My yeah. live show is, um, it's evolved actually since you've seen it too. Um, ooh, but ooh. it's, it's it, evolved it, since five months ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. impressive. Um, my life's different than five months ago. It's, um, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's basically, uh, guitar karaoke. Um, there's a projector, uh, there's costume changes. Mm-hmm. And a little bit nowadays, what not so much when you saw, it, but it's a little bit of onstage therapy and fighting with a computer. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I uh, found with your live show, too, is because of the multimedia aspect where there's like, you know, videos playing in the background while you're while you're playing your songs. Uh, it's pretty hallucinatory. Like, uh, it's not like it's fun images. It's a lot of like um, kind of almost like you know, the theater of the grotesque a little bit where kind of like kind of warped images are kind of floating across the screen. It's definitely, yeah, it definitely gets a little weird here and there. I like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to dial it in. Cause like <laughs> in my, in my dream, in my dream, there's like, you know, like the, the way I always thought of it was this, like when you go to a show, there's like the people up front that are like dancing and, and spinning around and doing stuff. And then there's people in the back. They're just kind of staring at you. And I was like, all right, like I'll make it a little exciting for the people in the back. They're just staring Byproduct might have made the video part a little too uh, compelling because I feel like it's <laughs> discourages dancing up front. Uh, Cause everyone's watching. That's fair. 
what's happening. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, I may, I might need to scale that back a little bit. But yeah, less interesting. <laughs> Be less yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What you learned. <laughs> um, so like, let's go back a little bit in terms of like, how did you get into ska in the first place? Like, what was your entry point? Uh, you know, like I, I was little when the whole like ska explosion, the ska boom happened uh in the late 90s and i loved you know living in southern california it was like these people were in my backyard real big fish was here say ferris was here jeffrey's fan club like the hippos um all these great bands and it was all over the radio and also so accessible because it was just it was here everybody was here and so like did you go out to shows a lot then no, uh, actually my first show ever, uh, my parents didn't let me go to shows, but then, uh, I had a lifelong friend, uh, who happened to be neighbors and good buddies with, uh, the, his, the person who ran a, a, a venue out here that was very well known called, uh, chain reaction. It's like our, it's like the that. orange County all ages club, very, uh, renowned out here and probably nowhere else. Uh, but so he was able to get him for free. And this band called suburban legends was playing. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, it was their first headlining show, uh, there. And I was there and that, yeah. And they threw a bunch of gummy bears at the crowd. And I thought this rules. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what year would have that have been? Like the gummy bear era was that like not 2000, 99? Like loose gummy bears? Yeah. 2001. Loose gummy bears? Yeah, they would play they covered the gummy bears theme song and they would throw yeah. gummy bears oh. at the crowd. And then It just seems like like I like that, but like I'm picturing like the gummy bears melting together and creating yes. little like gummy bear. Pucks. That was what happened. It would be, it would be like a mess and so venues were like, "Hey man, you guys can't bring the gummy bears anymore." So like, "Okay." So they quit bringing the gummy bears. But jokes on them, the fans brought gummy bears. And when they play the song, the fans would throw gummy bears at them. So they had to just stop playing that song. (laughs) My immediate reaction was like, that seems like fun, but yet impractical. Yeah, you look at your vans at the end of the night and they're just coated (laughs) in. It's like war instead of blood, it's gummy bears. (laughs) Which is, by the way, one of my favorite live bands is Guar. That's what a show. What a show. So good. Named your EP after it. I did. I did oh. name my EP <laughs> after Super Guario Kart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Fucking Guar is so silly. So, so uh, are you into that kind of like shock rock metal in general or is it just Guar? Yeah. No, I, I like, I mean, I like anything that's got a show. I like anybody that's got something to do. I, I think I'm mostly turned off by anybody that's like, if it was like, what do you do? Or, or describe that band to me. They're like, I don't know. They're just cool. That bums me out. Like, like just, uh, it doesn't do anything for me. So anybody that's doing anything, um, I'm immediately more interested in. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, mileage may vary on whether I like it or not, but like, if you go hard and especially if you don't take yourself too seriously, um, you're probably going to win in my book. So you're, yeah. you're into an artist with a shtick or a bit. I mean, shtick is good. It also, <laughs> it doesn't have to go as far as being shtick. It's just like, right. I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, like Oakley Doakley would be a shtick band. 
Yeah. I also like bands that don't take themselves too seriously. And I feel like the band that we're talking about today is like the the kings of not taking themselves too seriously. That's right. True that. It's an interesting hit. (laughs) I don't know. They're goofy guys. Yeah. Who's the the first music goofs, do you think? Who are the first first music, music goofs? goofs? Mm-hmm. I mean, who are the first silly music people? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess they're like limericks, Scalds. bards. I always forget like medieval stuff. Like in my mind is like, yeah, I do. You know, like it's hard to like not think of Game of Thrones as like a period piece. Is like my, point. you know what I mean? Like it's or really, always, yeah, where you're just and you're like right, like elves are. Oh cool. man, I, I'm. I hope you're one day a history teacher. And you're just like, okay, so the first music thirty five Jamie Lannister. (laughs) You just whip out your like textbook is the Silmarillion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And oh man, I keep losing my train of thought on stuff. Oh, I was talking about sticky bands. Uh Green Jelly. How about them? Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've I've played a show with them uh in the whatever version that they are in now but yeah that's uh i mean that's a great that's a great show that's really fun who Dude, who else is in your list Jelly of uh of like you know like a good show band in your mind or somebody you've seen recently that has really stuck out i mean suburban legends is one of the best live bands and uh another another band that's i mean an easy obviously this is one of the best live bands and it's and there's not a shtick but they're doing a lot fishbone like oh yeah oh yeah there's there's no shtick there but it's incredible and you don't leave saying like what do they do i don't know man they're just cool it's like no they go absolutely ape shit on stage and they're like ridiculously compelling angelos everywhere like there's a lot going on there without broaching into shtick territory at all mm-hmm. we've talked about like especially we're talking ska bands like i think like real big fish has yeah. a lot of like bits and stuff on stage that make it really compelling to watch yeah I, and I also keep not I've never, without yeah. a shtick there's not actually a shtick no there yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i hear goldfinger i don't know about nowadays but i remember my brother uh telling me very distinctly watching goldfinger and uh, he said the band members all just swung across the rafters in the venue. Like they just grabbed them and then just started swinging across them. Yeah. Monkey yeah, bars. Yeah. Like monkey bars. Yeah. Uh, and you can uh, eat the, uh, uh, the Twinkie out of uh, Darren's butt or whatever. Oh, I don't <laughs> want that, was a, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds like a them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> Our Classic Goldfinger. uh okay let's talk about the band that we're going to talk about today so what is your history with uh with (laughs) nofix yes nofix uh i was i was literally i had to hang up on fat mike to join this podcast call actually (laughs) (laughs) and i told him i said i said mike this is weird but i have to go i have to go on a podcast where i'm going to judge your ska songs and he immediately he immediately said, "Well, this song's gonna win." And I said, oh. "Yeah, probably, but I won't tell. I don't want to color it for you guys." But we have to know. I'm, curi- I'm curious. Is it all out of it? We'll have to. We have to wait. We have to wait. Yeah, we. we, we yeah, have, he has an telling, opinion. DMing me. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. We'll go through the bracket 
and then we'll hear fat yeah, we ribs. Opinion. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. What gold? What gold? Yeah. gold? yeah. So it's this is I I do I do have uh, an inside an inside track on it, but yeah, uh, no effects. Um, I've been working with for like five years now or something. Um, uh, it started with um, I'd been you know I just made everybody's like all the Scott and punk bands that are kind of in the area. I've made all their videos for a while. Um, one of which was the bomb pops who ended up signing to fat. Um, and Jen at one point was helping, uh, fat Mike with some projects. He was trying to do some stuff for his musical. Uh, and she was like, you should just call Chris Grau and just have him come help you do these videos. And so the first thing I came in and did was, um, there's a video for a song from his musical called three against me. Um, oh yeah. I've seen that. And we did like a Brady bunch sort of thing. He told me, he's like, I want to do a Brady bunch thing. So we just film everybody on these blue squares and just, you know, they just sing. And I was like, cool. But what if like, let's make it a little more complicated. We could actually tell a little more of a story. And he ended up really liking it. And then he was just like, all right, you're the video guy now. And sure enough for the past several years, it's he's, Kept me busy. So <laughs> awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. And you're a part of his podcast. Yeah. Yes, no? Yeah. I'm the producer on the podcast. Um, uh, we, he's, he's been on hiatus from for a while, but we've been making some new little like shorty versions of it lately. Um, so those will hopefully be coming soon. Um, I did, uh, if you've seen, the uh i love you more than i hate me video where they all i get all the band members to kill themselves i made that one um <laughs> and yeah and then uh yeah I, I mean i i directed like weekend at fatties the live stream from his house that we did during covid i did the um if anybody is a no effects patreon member when we did that i directed the uh the live stream that they did where they were writing an album um oh, they cool. actually That's like rad. yeah broadcast it was live multi-cam live of them in the garage working out a new record and that was that was a lot of fun that's sick yeah that's awesome yeah and uh how how ready do you feel to judge their ska songs i feel very ready um i also feel i mean i don't I don't think anything left on the list now is recent, but I feel partially responsible for the resurgence of no effects ska. Um, when I mm. came into the camp, there was not much ska going on and I uh, forced them to deal with a lot of ska and I introduced them to John Graber who ended up um, producing a lot of stuff for them and engineering a lot and is now playing guitar on all the ska songs um, that they're doing live uh, and so I, I like to joke that me, me and John brought the ska back for no effects. <laughs> there oh, yeah. is one uh, newish song uh, that's still on the <clears throat> okay on, on, right. on the bracket. Jo- Johanna Constantine. We oh, reluctantly yeah, yeah, yeah. had to eliminate fish fish in a gun barrel. I think that was uh, yeah, that it was, was a, a tough, tough one. Yeah, it was yeah. a tough bracket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was going to be my next time. question. Yeah, I was going to say if there's any uh, songs that were eliminated that maybe uh, should yes. have maybe made it. I My favorite, the the song I would have moved through all the way to the champion that I don't know when it got eliminated, but I was looking at the bracket I, I, uh, for the, the first stuff. My favorite ska song they've ever done 
is the uh, Frank Turner cover, Thatcher Fuck the Kids. I love that one. That yes. is yeah, that was a good my one. favorite. I think it got, it got knocked out last round. Yeah. And gotcha. I think it had a tough battle. Sometimes it's just like the bracket fucks you. They keep saying no, that. No, totally. Bracket just yeah. fucks you. Yeah. That would have been That's that would have been my champion though. That is my that is my favorite. I was also I was there. It was great. I was there uh when they were recording it. I showed up to work on something else and Mike was scrambling uh, like we like we had like serious work to do. We got I got there. I'm all ready. And I go in and he's in the studio and like Johnny was there, I think from old man Markley. And he was like, yeah, Frank Turner called me and was like, oh yeah, here's my song for the split. I'm ready. And I had totally forgotten. I said, we do split with him. So we're cranking <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we got to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably for the best. I mean, I, I know that all those EPs they did in the late nineties, that was kind of the intention was they would just go in and hammer out. 45 second songs as fast as they could that's some of my favorite no effects songs are I, on there yeah i love the the seven inch collection because it has all of those it's so good i'm a big fan when you're so one of the things that we talk about is what we look for in a no effects ska song joey to remember what your criteria is uh i like when it goes fast slow yeah and uh <laughs> snotty or something to that no, effect, no. I think. No, no, you're taking mine man you're oh, yeah, taking no. mine ours were pretty similar they were pretty <laughs> yeah. similar uh, fast slow cheeky cheeky that's what yeah. it was and i don't remember what trumpet trumpet right yeah i like the trumpet wasn't that similar was it slim mine was snotty vox yeah mel yell yeah and then what did i say kind of gritty edgy yeah that's right. yeah? yeah yeah i like trumpet uh i like it when there's some word play and i like it when they try just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that's not often <laughs> it's we we've, we've had to eliminate the ones that were like I don't know how much trying there was. Yeah. We I think I think that criteria has weeded itself out up to now. Uh most of these are tries. This is one yeah. of our like most we're saying this is like our most comfortable we are about like if this ever got back to no effects if we're like complaining about it cuz I'm like they're the first people to shit on their music. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's true. it's true (laughs) or like just like have a laugh at themselves without naming names we've had some bands not able to laugh at themselves so So what are your (laughs) (laughs) Um, your three criteria in a no effects yeah i'm i i i do love when hefe busts out a horn in general that's that's a big thing um i'm a big fan of oh boy i'm getting an emergency alert for the flash Uh-oh. flood warning for the hurricane. That's fun. Anyway, oh, um, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, <laughs> then, oh, my my other favorite thing is, and this this is like weird, but um, so Smelly has a timbali on stage that he uses some sometimes in a few songs, but um, I don't know if he doesn't know the word timbali or <laughs> if. <laughs> Or if it just sounds like and it's convenient, but like when it's when we label it on the setup for like the um for like the monitors in front of house and stuff like that, it's called the table because literally that's what he uses as a table. He puts his drinks, he puts like a laptop on it. <laughs> Sometimes some shows he'll be like FaceTiming like his wife or like like watching a TV show or something, and the timbali is his table. And so then when they get to a song with the timbali, he's gotta take all that shit off so he can play it <laughs> my table and I, and I always think that that's that's funny but timbali table i'm like oh okay 
makes sense. <laughs> like maybe, maybe yeah. But it is literally I also mean, his table. Seems like a missed opportunity to not call it a tabali. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all got there. <laughs> uh, okay, so wait, your your so far your two criteria are yeah. not a horn, the, the table. T- the table. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if these yeah. are criteria. These are just things that I enjoy. <laughs> In a right. in no effects ska songs. Nope, that we're right, are we're writing it down right now. We're writing it down. Mostly absent uh, <laughs> elsewhere, but uh, no, I like. Um, what's another? What's another good one? Uh, I do like. I, yeah, I do like when they uh, they touch more on ska than reggae. I like. Gotcha. Despite you know the timbale thing, which is obviously more of a reggae thing. And uh, I feel like the horn is more on some of the like reggae-ish ones, but but yeah, when they, when they stick yeah, a little closer to ska punk, that's a little more for me. Yeah. Our, okay. Our previous guest had a similar thought, right? C- Common mm-hmm. Sense Kid said that he was looking for it to be a ska punk song that No Effects would do, and so he'd be like, "Is yeah. this a ska song? Nope. Then I'm taking it out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very much weeding out the reggae songs yeah, he, for the ska songs, for and sure. he's a reggae fan, so he yeah. was like very meticulous about <laughs> who he was eliminating. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so let's do it. It's quarterfinals. Here we go. This is September. All month long, we are doing a March Madness style bracket to pit 32 ska songs performed by No Effects in head-to-head battle to determine once and for all the greatest No Effects ska song of all time. Thanks for everyone who voted their predictions. If you want to follow along the bracket, it's at challenge.com. Slash pumpkin brackets. Lynn missed it. Challenge, 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 challenge. There, that's that's really what I wanted. Thank you. We got it. <laughs> Put it in post. The matchups are seated based on chronological order, so the earlier songs have more favorable placement than newer songs. That that's what really fucked the bracket. Here's how it's going to work. The pre-show was all about no effects from their origins all the way through the present, covering every no effects member's side projects. Musical dalliances, which was mostly just the one guy. Round one kicked off with the CPSC crew going through the first set of matchups. Across two parts. Then we brought along our friend Craig, Common Sense Kid, for round two. Chris is here for round three, a.k.a. the quarterfinals. And next week will be the finals with a special guest. Who is No Effects, you ask? They are a mm-hmm. punk rock band formed in Los Angeles in 1983. As part of for the, the record, I don't think anybody was yet. asking, just so you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. no, 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 yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Shh. You need to know this. <laughs> there might be some people who this is their first episode. Maybe you'll hear something. Uh, <laughs> Round three fair, of a bracket. You have a no. I fucking hope there is someone out there. Maybe Mike. This is their first episode. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. this is Mike's first. This is only the fifth recorded episode that we've done of No Effects. <laughs> <laughs> might be the first one to listen to though. Uh, what did I say? Oh, they're a punk rock band formed in Los Angeles in 1983 as a part of the burgeoning melodic hardcore movement that included contemporaries such as Bad Religion and The Descendants, a style that would eventually form into what we now call skate punk. They got their start on influential nardcore label Mystic before striking out with friend Brett Gerwitz of Bad Religion to begin producing their own records. Their debut was Liberal Animation in 1988 that was self-released, but they would hit their stride when hooked up on Brett's Epitaph Records to release their next seven albums including the massive hits White Trash, Two Heaps and a Bean, Punk and Drublick, So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes, and Pump Up the Valium. In 1990, vocalist and bassist Fat Mike and his wife Erin would form the vital skate punk label Fat Records that would establish the sound of punk rock along with Epitaph through the 90s. Starting in 2003, the band would shift from their juvenile lyrics to more socio-political fare with their album War on Errorism, and would also move to Fat to issue all their records to the modern day. 
Their sound is defined by Eric Sandin's machine gun drum patterns, El Jefe and Eric Melvin's metallic guitar riffs, and the melodic snotty vocals of Fat Mike. Oh, and quite often, they dabbled in some very sloppy ska punk. They have released a staggering 15 albums, 16 EPs, countless singles, live releases, comps, and splits, selling 8 million records worldwide, never signing to a major label, and being one of the most successful independent bands of all time. As of the writing of this, 2023 will be the band's last active year, marking a career that spanned 40 years. The lineup is Fat Mike on the bass and the vocals, El Jefe, guitar and trumpet, Eric Melvin on the guitar, and Eric Smelly Sandin on the drums. We did it. We got all the info. Who's the most uh, successful independent artist? Who I, I guess I could have found that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, technically, oh, now isn't Taylor Swift like doing her own oh, stuff shit. or something? Oh, yeah, I guess because she owns all her. I don't, stuff. I don't know. I don't know how that works. She's got a deal somewhere, but I don't know how any of that works. But world's most successful independent artist, Taylor's version. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but wait. Let's not forget. Let's not forget uh, uh, other current NoFX members, Karina Denike from Karina Denike. We Hall. mentioned on the last. Yeah, yeah so exciting. Also, I love when on stage with them, John Graber playing all of the ska guitars. That's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because cool. on the records, for the most part, the ska guitars are not done by Mel or Hefe. It's done by like. Yes, like uh, uh, what's his name from the Boston's did uh, was it all out of angst? I think was but that yeah, Nate Albert? Really? Yeah, there's cool. there's guest there's guest guitar players on a lot of those parts, um, and so yeah, so John Graber, their monitor guy, is currently doing them on tour. You know what? That's we cool. we've been noticing how there's like a weird like triplet thing in some of that like that and era and so long yeah yes. in, the, in the so long era <laughs> song, ska songs uh, and that's probably what why. song was it's... baz the frenchman on Boston's. oh baz well, is, is different... on baz is on a bunch of them i mean baz like engineered a bunch and like i i would i would struggle i would not be able to say which songs he's on in the final mix, but I've just since I've been around, he's been at least on like 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 whether we, like, I'm very intrigued yeah. by the lore of Baz the Frenchman. We just sort of like looked for who was on a song, and I was like, "Who's Baz the Frenchman?" And I was like, "He's done so oh, much. He's awesome. He's the guy. He's the guy who does. I think he's like deleted all his social media now, so he's probably hard to track down. Um, it was hard to Google. He, <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so any of the like Mike string stuff or the best thing if you want to know who baz the frenchman is and you want like a good recap of it um the best thing to watch is the on youtube there is the uh decline red rocks and mm, yeah I, you can see me on there i was i was helping film it and i'm like in a bunch of shots because i was sort of standing between That's the fun. band and the orchestra so i'm like i'm all over it but baz is the conductor and this is what I think is really cool. He's also the editor of that video. So it's oh, like, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, and, and director also like, like I was just a cameraman. It was his, he was like, Hey, I want you to do like this. I want you to do like that. And like whatever. And then he put that whole thing together, not just the music, but the video mm. as well. That guy is super incredibly talented. It's actually a little bit. I knew he was a talent. I knew he was special. I yeah. just knew really? it. I did. I just knew it. He's a virtuoso <laughs> at like drums, keys, guitar, bass, and saxophone, I believe. And it's not oh, fair. Smokes. 
it's time upsetting. to give him his flowers. <laughs> I'm and glad he we're was. Give him his he was in a ska band in France. He was in a ska band in France. I can't remember the name of it, but we talked about it uh, a couple times that he used to be in a ska band in France. That's how he came up because we were wondering who played the sax in uh, the One song that had the song, the yeah. sax. Yeah. Uh, and confirmed Nate Albert of the Boss Tones played guitar on All, All Out of Angst. Whoa, yeah. that's go. good knowledge. Cool. Uh, and Boom. Nate Albert of the time. Yeah. Who was, was the guitarist at the time? Uh, he wasn't in there like re vamped version in the 2000s right. uh but he was the you know he was on uh impression that i get so he was the guy he and if the you impression that i get guy. if you listen to the all out of angst recording once you know that you immediately hear it you're like oh yeah that's obviously him we thought smash mouth that no. was yeah our, we, we that there were, was like a smash mouth energy yeah, to the guitar this, this is like boston's and we're big smash heads so yeah established. no but the, established the smash, smash mouth drummer does do a bunch of stuff uh charlie paulson uh he does a bunch of stuff with uh or sorry not charlie paulson charlie uh Patrick. He, from he, does, yeah. he does a bunch of stuff from uh uh with graber in his studio they work in the same studio so he's probably been involved in some no effect stuff recently that is, there's just like <laughs> layers. <laughs> this is like a, what a good guest. spider web. What a, what a great guest. I got, guest. I got the behind guest. the scenes. I'm on top guest. of it. Truly. I feel like, babe, if you would be like the main character in their like documentary after they pass, like I don't want them to die. But like if something just, happened to them. He made a video about them all killing themselves. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. I've been well, working be, on yeah, this you, for you'd be years. The one to be like, well, I was, yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's the whole thing. Well, because you'd be like, well, I was there. Like, you know, it's like the guy that's like always there, but not the like main, but you're like, like no, I was there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like an almost famous, I'm the kid reporter. Like, exactly. honestly, <laughs> kind of a weenie doesn't know. really matter, but is somehow the main character of that story because uh, what's exactly. his name? The director is being the main a narcissist. The yeah, yeah, totally. I get it. <laughs> uh cameron crow cameron crow objectively the <laughs> least interesting character in that movie somehow the main character <laughs> okay. kind of a weenie well, like, yeah. Don't yeah. well now you're now you're implying that he's kind of our guest he is not a weenie. i implied it about myself my yeah. band's name is loser <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm a little you can be a little bit of a weenie yeah i've met me yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can be. A little I'm bit not weird. blind. I know what I'm working with over here. <laughs> Perfect skin. Uh, you're working with it. Uh, you Four know what? Before we hit the bracket, I think actually this would be a good time to take a break. Yeah. So when we get back, bracket time. Welcome back to Checkered Pass. The CPSC crew is here with Chris Grau, a.k.a. Loser, and we're about to do the NoFX bracket for round three, the quarterfinals. Let's do it. First matchup is 180 Degrees versus the Marxist Marxist Brothers. 180 Degrees is from 1997. So long and thanks for all the shoes. A bucking of the status quo and to embrace things against the grain. Not to be confused with actually against the grain by better living. Oh, and because this is the quarterfinals, we're doing the middle section. Right, not the first minute. Yeah, because we did the first and the last episode. So we're already in the punk part. Also, this might be just right to the end because a lot of these songs are super short. 
Yeah, I guess You're I didn't me think about that earlier. No effect songs are under three minutes long. <laughs> no. Nearly yeah. every single one, <laughs> except for the decline. Yep. That's like multiple songs. That's just an album in one song. Oh. God, this song's fucking good. The song is really good. I do like that both of these songs are on a very similar theme. Yeah, that worked out bracket-wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rob was air drumming, and it just reminded me, and this was off-pod, but jo- at Joey's live performances of his cover band, there's always one guy leaning his back to the band, like, playing the guitar, like, air guitaring, like, the solos and stuff mm-hmm. to all the 80s metals. There's always a guy that's like, I could be doing this. And he's, like, leaned up. Yeah. And just, like, I could be doing this. For every one of that guy, there's two guys looking directly at our lead guitarist fake soloing. Oh, yeah, soloing with him too. in his eyes. It's yeah. such a weird thing. Anyways, that's what you did, Rob, <laughs> with your air drumming. I'm just kidding. Thank you. Uh, I like that there was, like, literally 15 seconds of ska. Less. <laughs> in that five <laughs> it's good though yeah i love that song yeah it's a good it's song great. chris how do you feel about 180 degrees i'm a fan of it it's it's i mean neither of these songs are ones that they play very much um live uh except for the so long and thanks for all the shoes uh uh tour or the whatever the like album show when they're doing the whole album yeah 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 um but yeah, no, I mean they're they're both good. Uh, uh, One eighty degrees. It's a good. I like. Yeah, solid song. <laughs> <laughs> it really checks all the boxes. It's a yeah. ska punk song. It's fast, slow. Yep. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it doesn't go slow. It's just fast. Just fast. We don't get any. <laughs> but it's fast. Hefe trumpet. No, no trumpet. trumpet. No, no trumpet. There's not enough time. Who's got the time? That song's too short. It's like a minute and twenty seconds or something. <laughs> Uh, it's going up against the Marxist Brothers from 2006's Wolves and Wolves Clothing, a song criticizing fake idealists and left-leaning people entrenched in capitalism. One's a fan. I like this. I love I like this, this song. One. This one's good. I do think that, like, of the two, this is, like, the smarter, better constructed song. Yeah, like, lyrically and musically, for sure. Yeah. More try? More try. More try, try. (laughs) yeah. And it's Dreg's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. In 2000 and what year did I say? 2006? I just really like the way his vocals sound in this. This is, like... Yeah. This... You know, I'm... Wolves and Wolves clothing is like a sleeper no effects album. Like I feel like it is kind of underrated as far as no effects albums it's, go. And it's kind of dark. Yeah, like it's dark. it's a it's a dark album for sure. Ah, this is a tough tough choice for me. For I'm ready. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, how do you feel about Marxist Brothers? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I like it. I, I, it definitely comes from like the, uh, there's like a shift in, in some of the writing style and that album is a good represent. Uh, these two songs are kind of a good representation of like, um, the difference between some of those earlier songs and, and some of the later era of no effects. I feel like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big like uh Valium's my favorite no effects album. The like so long Valium kind of era is sort of my favorite no effects era. But when they kind of switched over to this next era, it's a very close second for me. The the songwriting gets a little bit smarter, mm-hmm. but it, it's a little bit different. But I, I don't know. It's it's tough to explain the difference because to a casual observer, they're very similar. But I agree with you, Chris. The there was a shift somewhere along the line that the stuff after that is different, but very good as well. Yeah. Does Chris does does did we explain how the stupid voting well, works? We're gonna do it right now. Oh. So the voting goes like this. We say three, two, one, and we all pick. We say the song say title. The song title that we pick to win. If there is a tie, I ask the Discord, and yeah, it got gets it. contentious. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Here Are you go. locked in? Do we all yeah. have our votes? I'm, I'm locked, locked in. in. I'm yeah. locked in too. Okay. Three, two, one. Mark. 180 degrees. degrees. Oh! All first one. First one. Wow. First one. All right. Well, oh. that's. I got to do it already. <laughs> that's exciting. That's, yeah. That's I, while I do feel, again, like, I feel like Marxist Brothers is a better written song. I think Mike would probably, if he was here, he'd be like, that's obviously a better song. What are you talking about? But I like 180 <laughs> Degrees better. I like it better. Like, yeah. I just. It, I say that, vote with your heart. Always so. vote with your heart. It, it vibes a little better for me. Um, but yeah, if I really like had to think about it and spell it out, I'd have to pick Marx's Brothers. But that's not. That's gotta not what we're gotta doing vote here. with your heart. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. 180 degrees or Marxist bros. That's very fun. Let's hear. Yeah. Marxist bros. Isn't that a, that's a video game? The yeah. super Marxist uh, bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw, I mean, throwing hammers and super sickles at, you know, turtles. Yeah. Like, how are you <laughs> super Marxist? What's your political super like Marxist. leanings? I'm super I mean, Marxist. I, like Stalin, <laughs> Lenin. They were pretty super Marxist. Yeah. Uh, super Marxist. Su- you know what? Carl. Carl, Carl was, was pretty Marxist. Say, the only one more Marxist? Probably Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, that Superman from the Red Sun comic oh, is, yeah. is the most super Marxist. <laughs> yeah. Red Sun rules. Red Sun was <laughs> awesome. Big fan. Yeah. All right. The next one, we got Eat the Meek dub version Whoa. from 2002's 45 or 46 songs. It's the song Eat the Meek, only dub. A heavy hitter. And Eat the Meek was eliminated on the first round, unfortunately. Because we decided to let we other songs dub go through. Was better. Yeah. 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 If uh, you had to ask Mike what, whether he liked the dub version or the not dub mm. version of this song, what do you think he'd say? I mean, the version they play live is like closer to the dub version. Mm. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah. This is like one of Joey's faves. This is, yeah, yeah. one of my tip, tippy top faves. But it's also going up against a very, very strong contender. So, yeah, this, this is, is the uh, weed smoking song. Yeah, this is a 420 blaze it for sure. Yeah, I, I like there's so much that I like about this song and I it's but probably that like white boy reggae weed smoking vibe is the biggest count against it in my book. Strangely, <laughs> that's you're totally not a sublime fair. head. Yeah. You're not a sublime. You, you're not hacky sacking. You're not subliming. Actually, I hear no, you. you know, what's fucked up. I have a hacky sack Three on all times. Oh, <laughs> I, I literally sorry. <laughs> carry a hacky sack. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to times. assume you didn't sack. 
So the next song we're going to talk about is Radio from 2002's BYO Split with Rancid. It's a cover of a Rancid song, A Heptember Miracle. <laughs> a Heptember Double Double. <laughs> a Heptember Double Double. See, now that you've... Met, so this song would have had a not no effects person probably playing guitar as well, correct? Probably. Uh, I wasn't around for this one, but I would guess. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like the table was there. <laughs> it was right there. Yeah. You just played it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah. You got Hefe. Also, Karina has some great key parts. Obviously, I mean, the recording... Who would have played keys on it? I know Limo would have been playing it live back then, but I don't think he would have been the keyboardist in the in the recording the session. But yeah, I don't know. I am pulling it up now and just checking to see. God, it fucking's a good cover. It's a good it's lord, a really good cover. Holy smokes! And it's going up against uh, a good song too. A, yeah. a classic. An this, arguably this is classic. this is a personally a tough bracket for this yeah. guy right here. I. I yeah, it's uh they are both good songs and they both are played live a lot. They're lo- most of the shows I'm at, both of those songs That's fine. Are in the set. And and they're so. both reggae e, so you can't get rid of one for being not ska or right. being Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they what both is... tried. Yeah. No, yeah, they're both try songs. Does the for crowd sure. get excited? Yeah, I mean or it's people time to get a that. drink. <laughs> People do love those ones. I think I saw, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I saw Karina sing radio one time. I That's can't fun. remember why. That'd be great. That would be sweet. Yeah. I think uh, it was that one. I cannot find out who the keyboard player is. I am not mm. successful. Google foo skills are yeah, failing my, you. No, I'm not fast enough. Not fast enough at it. Discogs is usually where I go and it was not helpful. Um, But uh, man, this is a tough one. Yeah, this is rough. Uh, oh, that's what it's up against. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's this bracket. Eat the meat. Okay, dub versus well, whatever. Radio. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, come on, let's do it. Chris, are you locked in? I'm locked in. Yeah, come on. Oh, All right, okay. I'm, I'm going. I'm I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with my heart. Yeah, I'm going with my heart. Three, two, one. Eat radio. the meat. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, that's right. wild. I All had to right. go with my heart. I just right. radios. <laughs> that's crazy. I, well, you guys are gonna have to answer to everyone. I know. Eat the Meek Dub is my favorite song from this. All these songs. You guys have to sleep with yourself. And I night. just voted against it. I just this Eat the Meek is fully gone. That's sad. What are you trying to say, Chris? I was gonna say I I, I feel like we're gonna get in a little bit of trouble because we've picked a cover over uh, an, an original, but you know whatever. Right. One, one step beyond still won the madness. Everyone so. hates us all the time about the brackets. Like yeah. everyone's always mad at us. This is just like how it goes. So yeah, well, we're used to it. Bracket month is Rage Farm month. Oh, I meant I meant TPSC. from Mike. I think I'm gonna get in trouble. From Mike. Oh, uh, <laughs> fair enough. He'll be yeah. like, "Fuck you." When did when did Tim ever fly you anywhere? And I'll be like, sorry, man. <laughs> and that's hey. a song written by Billy Joe as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say all three of them had something to do with it. I believe in Eat the Meek Stub, but hey, I, I, I'm actually regretting now. Well, that's I, good. Yeah, I, I feel bad because I Eat the Meek's my favorite. Update: but. Winner oh. of the 180 Degrees v Marx's Brothers. I'm also gonna be mad. 180 <sighs> Degrees by like people are a dumb. long shot. Dumb. I saw that stupid other wow. Chris, ska yeah. punk Chris, stupid ska punk Chris. 
<laughs> I saw that. I didn't see who else. Oh, each yeah, each hub was also 180. Each hub. <laughs> yeah. People so. I thought were my friends. <laughs> All right. Johanna Constantine from 2002's double album. Let's play that one. 2022. I believe. Did I say two? Yes, 22. You just I said wrote, two? I said I wrote 22 and pronounced it 2002. Oh. <laughs> pronounced it? You just said the wrong thing. No, I just pronounced it wrong. Okay. <laughs> I did say mime with words yesterday. I didn't have a prop that I wanted to do a bit with, and I was like, it's okay, I'll mime it with words. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you don't have a prop for your bed. <laughs> it's true. This is a good song. This one's yeah. growing on me. I feel it's like I thought song. it was a little boring at first. But then it goes fast. Yeah. <laughs> so slow, fast. This is a pretty classic. box. Edgy. And it's going up against a song that has a similar sort of structure to it as well. With the fast song. Yeah, that's a weird Oh, thing whoa, what out. this is up? What? This is up again. What a brack. What a brack. How do you feel about that song? That is the newest song on the uh, on the bracket right now okay so this is something that i just noticed right now and i kind of want you to play the beginning of it again because i actually think it's super similar it's like a ska version of one of the songs from the musical and i i can't quite grasp which one it is it but it sounds Air like home. a song from home, again. Again. home we'll talk over it as we do woman, that is not quite banned again also this is like the whole song because it's only a minute and a half long. yeah right now <laughs> I'll, I'll pay royalties. <laughs> yeah, can you ask Mike not to sue us? Yeah. <laughs> or get his Venmo. We'll just Venmo him a couple bucks. No, I don't just... have Venmo. <laughs> yeah, we don't, don't have make any We don't have any money. We don't have any money. This part. Okay. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a transition part of one of those musical songs for sure fuck which song is it you can click it off that yeah. is gonna bother me that it's that part right there that little like bridge section there hmm. is dun, 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 is it first time that i'm gonna take I don't, yeah I don't know. it's one of the home street home songs though if somebody if somebody can flag it because i am a hundred percent sure that do 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 chris grow on twitter whatever you call it it's that is that is like the same move, and it, it almost even feels like the same key or very close. And are, are you a fan of that song? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, like, you, I I don't think there's any songs in that at least that have made it this far that I don't like. Fair. Oh, um, that's good. It's the beauty of coming at the end. I don't have to deal with a lot of the riffraff. Truly, <laughs> yeah, we deal with that ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah, first yeah. two episodes are just like. Barely any ska, really. It was a bit of a squeeze to get 32 songs. Yeah, I was I gonna say, really hard. I was <laughs> really impressed. Had... I was like, 32 ska songs that doesn't sound right. I what? feel like Mike would be like, What do you mean, 32 ska songs? <laughs> yeah, I did not write that many. One of them was just the Herb Alpert song, it doesn't have any ska, but it has trumpet, so we counted it. Yeah, there's been a all couple right, of right. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's going We're up a against a very flexible oh. Scott cast. Yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. 
because these we're brackets, nothing if not a flexible Scott. These brackets look terrible when you have them in odd numbers. I've done them a couple times recently, and I'm like, no, never again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, not Bob from 1992. Our favorite minion, Sand the Bean. Not, it's not Kevin. Our favorite minion, Bob. (laughs) A song about one of Fat Mike's old skinhead buddies and his odyssey after being told he can't drink anymore. Bob. Oh yeah, coming in on the solo. We might even get the scat this time. So I actually, when Frank Turner covered this song i directed that music video of the that's frank Turner bob version yeah yeah that's cool that was a good ep i liked it it really was yeah oh, i did too. yeah i really liked it it came out of nowhere for me that was yeah me too. to expect from it. it came out of nowhere for mike he forgot yeah. about it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> classic yeah hard to that one's gonna go far a true gonna go far it has gone far yeah it's gonna keep going farther i think you guys locked in (laughs) you sound like you hey fellas i mean i'm i'm pretty locked hey fellas is it gay to be locked in (laughs) chris are you feeling good about this matchup yeah i'm good to go oh yeah okay three two one bob Bob. yeah Come unanimous. unanimous unanimous yeah. first one no dissenting opinion on this one nope. no poor johanna i made you guys nervous though by singing the ending of it so i yeah. saw it for a second you guys were like wait but he what's was, he doing was waiting <laughs> baited breath you would have been very outvoted <laughs> yeah 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 boop, 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 joanna constantine yeah <laughs> okay okay this is the main event though this this matchup is insane people so. been Oh, this is I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm out. All right, we got (laughs) All Out of Angst from 1997. So long and thanks for all the shoes. Song about Fat Mike being happy with his life, but thinking that that must be bad. This is what I'm getting DM'd about. I've had like three to four DMs just well, it's all just being like, oh, we're looking for the best no effects song, and everyone goes all out of angst. And someone said, but what about that bass line? So yeah, but what about it? So, he's walking. He's walking. It's going to be Skinny Mike after playing this song. He's losing all that weight from walking so much. I also think the lyrical content is very relatable. Yeah. Not the next one. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm super relatable. You know, you know I'm gunning for the next one. <laughs> I know you Been are. gunning for the next one. It's the title of my bracket. It's like the new, like, that's the name of my sex tape. That's the title of my bracket. <laughs> This was, I. this may have been the first NoFX song I ever heard, or at least the first one that made me get into NoFX. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a big song. It's a big song. Yeah. You you could have done a lot worse. Yeah. In terms of yeah. the like, first, yeah. The first NoFX <laughs> song. Yeah. <laughs> you could have heard that, like, their, their uh, Fleetwood Mac cover and been like, fuck, I need to get more of this in my life. <laughs> Because I did that. I, that was me. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> All right. There's, the cover band is there starting are, to make a lot more sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are wrong entry points into no effects. That's why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about All Out of Angst? 
Love it. That's yeah. That's one of my that's one of my favorites. That was the one I was most excited to see sneak its way back into the set uh, again. I'm attributing uh, narcissistically to. I mean, it's like, look. I think John Graber has honestly been more of an influence of getting Ska to happen, but I was there first and I'm the guy who brought Graber in. So I feel like it's like, it's it, definitely I was you. like, it's I sort totally of like you. puppet mastered the situation. Uh, uh, CPSC yeah. is behind. You're the loser. Jim Henson. You're the, you're the Jim you're Henson the of no effects Ska. Yeah. We, we, we back you on this. It's going up against kill all the white men <gasps> from the 1992 EP longest line written by El Jefe song about murdering neo-Nazis. This song now. goes off so hard live, and I've enjoyed, I've seen uh, the DOC come sing it with them a couple times. That's awesome. <laughs> He's really amused by this band of mostly white guys and a crowd filled with white people just shouting, kill all the white man. He really it's so it's funny. funny. That's it what is. I've been gunning for the song, because Rob was like, what do you mean no one likes it? And I was like, no, I didn't big. say no one likes this. That's I, implied. I said it's kind of cringe is what i said <laughs> yeah I, i'm cringe and i am free <laughs> no i it i i do think it it is a little bit cringe it is a bit odd but i mean it people love it that was arian my wife who edits the podcast a hundred percent uh that's what i said i was like the fucking lyrics to that song are just like something else and she's just like yeah but when it plays live everyone loses their shit yeah. and i was like yeah i know but <laughs> imagine being like four beers in the song comes on you yeah. know you're already a little tired from moshing around from sticking it in my eye I, and you need a couple sips of your next beer and this I'm, comes on i'm finding that the <laughs> kill all the white men discourse is very split like I'm yeah finding it really that, is like, and i i said it last time but that quote where it's like either you're in on the joke or you are the joke I feel like that's the most poignant yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. version of It's that. not like they're yeah. sitting there with their pinky up to their mouth being like, we're making a real point here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely yeah. not. That's yeah. what would make it cringe. Yes, but, I agree. You know, yeah. it's just, I think it's stupid for being stupid. Yeah, the, yeah. It's good. I love it. You know, I, I say shit is stupid, stupid is and I love stupid it all does. the time. Stupid is as stupid does. Okay, this I'm ready. Is, I'm ready. Man, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys like? <laughs> okay. It's well, we all know where Celine and Rob are lying on this one, like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we've made our points clear. I think Joey is a wild card. Oh my god, so <laughs> hard. It's like Just... not. Like, I don't even necessarily think I'm right. <laughs> like if I'm gonna not. be honest, I don't even think I'm right. But I know how I have to vote. Okay. I've sort of put With you in my this heart. position. Yeah. Well, I, I put myself in this position. I put my bracket just like, it's called Kill All the White Men. Yeah. And I've been, yeah, vocal uh, about it. So I put myself in this position. I, I mean, and I'm, I'm ready to fight I'm, for I'm, it. I'm locked. And I'm ready yeah. to fight for it. I'm ready. Chris, I'm ready. Let's do right. this. Yes. Okay. Three, Four, two, two, one. All, all out of angst. Oh, let me see. So all out of angst is progressing. Yeah. I don't have to talk about kill all the white men anymore. That's how Baz the Frenchman Sorry, says kill all the white it's men. <laughs> kill all the white men. Hey, so I'm French, your favorite song and my favorite song, Celine, just eliminated this round. 
If I'm gonna light up a doobie and put on a Norfolk song, I'm putting on Kill All the Waitman, not all that angst. That's why I love you, babe. <laughs> so just to recap, the finals will be, or the, the, the semifinals will be 180 degrees against radio and Bob versus All Out of Angst. Wow. wow. That's a wild bracket. That's, That's not how that I saw this That is a pretty wild bracket. That's not how I saw this going. Me neither. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I don't know if anybody has this locked up. Like, I know Ariane has Bob going all the way because, you know. I, I will say I'm, that I got all of my votes this episode. Every one of my votes is the way that it went. So we're gracious hosts. I tried. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tried to not let that happen multiple, on multiple occasions. I, I will. Like I, I will also say. I mean, I feel like I should wait until it's you guys are all the way done before I say what Fat Mike picked. No. Or, no. Or, 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 Do you want to know oh, now? You know or wait, wait. It might be kind of fun. Actually, to get no. Chris to record a little thing and we can yes. play it on the last episode. I love it. Okay. Are you yeah. okay with that? Just yeah, like yeah, a yeah, little okay voice memo? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That, yeah, it'd be like the like when you write the answer on a, an envelope yeah. and then but I, but I, I wanna know now. I, I wanna know now, I, now too, but that'll make it way more exciting. I also <laughs> would it be too much to ask Mike to record it? <laughs> no, probably. <laughs> I'd say yes. Yeah, okay. I won't push my luck. Um <laughs> ready to play a game? Yeah. yeah, let's play yeah. a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking at Joey because you have yeah. to do the thing. Koki's on my team. <laughs> oh, there, there, he there he is. There he is. That's the guy. That's the fucking guy. Koki the clown. Uh, oh, right. I have a song. Okay. Well, guys, I decked out around. for you guys. Oh. I brought Koki. <laughs> I, I wore my no effects hoodie. Yeah, I, I came I prepared. That. You did. And you then, appreciate it. And then put it uh, on a Game Boy camera so it's, it's, it's barely so visible. <laughs> well, look, I'm still on brand, okay? <laughs> I want you to know that I take all my Zoom calls with this, and there was a period where I would take my NoFX calls on this, and Mike does not enjoy it. He does not like the Game Boy <laughs> he's camera. He's like, I can't handle it. You got he's it. Like, this is so, he's like, oh, you're doing that still? Cool. <laughs> you're like yep my entire oh, life you're doing that yeah. still. you know how you ride bits into the ground yeah that's very relatable here yeah, <laughs> yeah guess what i'm doing it too oh you're doing that still well she skanks around cali from venice to west hollywood she's a checker powered rudy from brentwood to los feliz She'll take you for a ride on a tour bus to Studio City, where well, in the, LA, LA is Scarman San Diego. There we go. All right. In this game, Slyn, Joey, and Chris will answer a series of multiple choice questions based on trivia called from the book Hepatitis Bathtub about the Hell. founding of no effects. Yeah, I, I have this book. book. Yeah. Me too. That, I don't like looking at the cover. It, it's a little disturbing. I don't like looking at the cover. <laughs> So there's five multiple choice questions across this uh, little game. Buzz in with your name or buzz or ska or whatever. Most points wins. We clear on the rules. Ready to roll. All right. Smelly, Mike and Melvin all had strange but defiantly 70s growing ups. Smelly's dad was an alcoholic. Melvin was abused by friend's dad. And Mike was neglected by his father, raised by his single mother. Mm. It was L.A. and the boomers were struggling to raise their children properly behind the veneer of proprietary which in well, proprietary propriety, which inevitably grew rise to the punk movement. Smelly specifically struggled to find normalcy. His drug experimentation continuously progressed from beer to weed, to amyl nitrate to inevitably cocaine, all the while picking up the drums. 
He had to make a drum kit by himself, including what DIY technique? Huh? Was it A, a kick drum made out of spare tires? B, cymbals hung from the ceiling? C, sticks that were literal sticks? D, a snare made up of other snares? Slinton. Yes. I'm going sticks with sticks. Nope. Oh, damn it. Uh, Buzz. I'm going with the cymbals from the ceiling, right? That is correct. Smelly. Ceiling sims. I found a shitty kit for 200 bucks and set it up in the laundry room. I didn't have cymbal stands, so I nailed ropes from the floor to the ceiling and rested my crash and hi-hat on knots tied in the middle. When I hit the crash, it would swing away and then back to me. So while I was playing, I had to dodge it like one of those double-end punching bags they used to train boxers. Yes. I have to say, okay, out of all of the things that NoFX has made, out of every record... And then, I mean, yeah, the the ancillary stuff that they've done and musical TV show that's that's really enjoyable. The book is my favorite thing. And I'm it was barely so I loved the TV show, actually. The, the TV show. I, I forgot about the TV show. I, it was so there fun. Are like, there are like exceptionally few situations where I will enjoy a book over other things. But that, yeah, Hepatitis Bathtub is incredible. I was enthralled when I bought it. I like mm. I expected it to read it over a couple of weeks or whatever, and I think I bought it like on a Friday and I had it read by Monday. Like I just I used I it as my train book and I missed my stop over and over again. I watched uh Ara, the assistant for their European booking, read the whole thing in under twenty four hours. Basically just didn't sleep and just kept reading the book. It's, it's so it's, good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend if you're into like no effects or even just music, music like cool. history Honestly, stuff that's like, yeah. what's incredible about it is that you don't have to be into no effects it's just sort of the best like rock bio you don't have to know who the band is it's very yeah. much anecdotal and it's because it's all yeah. from their perspective it's like when we did madness i did uh uh when we were we which was their uh, uh same same idea where it's like each of their members talking about their history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of in that thing. There's some crazy stories. And I'm like, man, they got a good memory for this stuff. Because this seems like. I like when of, they like, correct each other too. I like, I like that they let the person tell yes. their version. And then somebody else tells re- the Rashomon the re- effect. The rebuttal. Yeah. That's yeah. a great structure. I really, I really think. Because um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, it's the guy who directed Backstage Passport helped them kind of like put the book together and he's an awesome dude and his name is escaping me uh and i'm an asshole he's an awesome dude definitely not typing jeff alulis oh yes jeff alulis Alulis. yeah it's great and uh i yeah i crushed like a hundred and some odd pages just to get the five questions that i did here and i had to go back and reread a bunch of passages because it was like oh yeah i forgot that they talked about this whole thing um, yeah. yeah, it's a wild book. Highly recommend people uh, read it. Um, okay, next up. All the members got into punk right around the same time. Smelly first discovered the Dead Boys and immediately started mm-hmm. going to shows at Godzilla's, which was the BYO club. Melvin got a copy of Group Sex by Circle Jerks and shaved his head before getting exposed to a Bad Brain show. Mike, on the other hand, was dubbed a poser as he was introduced to the Ramones at a summer camp and immediately <laughs> bought shirts of the band he never heard of. Uh, the members would end up in their individual and overlapping scenes that were known to get very out of hand. Eric Melvin, with his head shaved, found himself in a situation where a shaved head made him look like a Nazi. How did he escape this perilous situation? A. He didn't. He got the shit kicked out of him. B. He bribed the assailant with a Gang of Four cassette. 
C, he kicked him in the nuts, which was the first male yell. Or D, he began singing the blessing of wine in Hebrew. What was D? He began singing the blessing of the wine in Hebrew. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to... Buzz? Yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but I think it's... I think it's A. I think he got the shit kicked out of him. That is incorrect. Whoa. Joey, Buzz. Joey. Gave him a tape. He did not give him a ga- gang of four. Actually, would it be a little bit later. Okay, so ah. it's Mel Yell or the Hebrew? Yeah. So I'm going Hebrew. That is correct. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, here's what Mike said about this scene. Southern California has produced some of the best music and the most famous legends in punk history. It was and still is the biggest punk scene in the world. But if the 80s LA scene was known for the one thing above all else, it was violence. It's funny how some of us romanticize that era. I guess that's because it was so fun and exciting. To those of us who managed to keep our original teeth, at least, LA had the only scene populated by actual punk gangs. The Suicidals were from, the, from Venice Beach, spawned off by the band Suicidal Tendencies. The family was led by John Mar- uh, Marcius from the band Circle One. FFS was from the Valley. The LA Death Squad was from Hollywood. There were enough of them to fill a whole book on their own. They each individually went off to start their own bands as well. Mike grabbed a bass uh, as a means to get laid, but all his bands broke apart, including the previously mentioned False Alarm, who played all of one show and sent a demo to Maximum Rock and Roll. Smelly joined local legend's caustic cause that kept him very busy and leveled up his skills. Melvin saved up his money lifeguarding to buy a guitar and started a nameless punk band that struggled to keep its members together. They eventually convinced some guy named Mike to join as well, as, uh, as a guy named Steve from band called America's Hardcore. This convinced Smelly that it was a good time to join. When Smelly met Mike, he had just rode up on a brand new custom black flag skateboard. How did Smelly describe this experience? Was it A, like touching God's boob? B, like spanking the devil's butt? C, like kicking Jesus's nuts? Or D, like riding a skateboard? <laughs> Buzz. Was it A? Yes. Yes, yeah. it was like touching God's boob. Yeah, blood. okay. Touching I think God. I remember that. <laughs> I was hanging Although outside Smelly the cafe. Although Smelly does, like, a safe guess would have been anything with kicking the balls. Smelly, you still have to be on guard around Smelly. He will absolutely <laughs> smack oh. you in the balls. No, the that seems so mean. <laughs> he loves it's, to do it. Fine. He does it You're all safe. the time. I, I've I've lived in that life. <laughs> I just feel like that was like yeah, jackass era. Everyone was just 100%. going around kicking everyone's balls. It's, it, the game is still on in Smelly Town. Uh, he did it, he did it to one of the dudes like from Turnstile recently. <laughs> yeah, noted cool band Turnstile just getting nutsacked by the drummer. Just from nut no tapped by Smelly. Just <laughs> wild. All right. Uh, Smelly said, I was hanging outside the Cathay de Grand when a scrawny kid with funny hair skated by on a special edition black flag skateboard. It was decorated with an original Raymond Pettibon design that featured a leaping demon surrounded by dozens of black flag logos. Logos. It both taunted and tempted me, and it looked like it was fresh out of the box. It was everything cool and everything I coveted. I complimented on it and let me try it out. It was like touching God. It was like touching God's boob. Classic. We, we chatted for a while. He told me his name was Mike and he was in a band called False Alarm. And I casually bragged that I was drumming for Caustic Cause. He said he was looking for a new drummer and gave me his phone number. We kept in touch, but I could never jam with him because my parents wouldn't drive me to practice in Beverly Hills. I liked Mike, though. We loved the same bands and had similar senses of humor. So we talked on the phone about music and met up at shows. We were good friends in no time. 
The Café de Grand became the focal point of the band's forming. Steve became incredibly unreliable, and so the other three took it upon themselves to control the songwriting. They called themselves No Effects as a weird nod to Boston hardcore band Negative FX. They went up to Cathay to, a different, to an indifferent crowd that basically didn't react at all to their shtick. The band played at the Grand several more times, opening for a variety of influential bands, including Reagan Youth, who actually stayed at Mike's mom's house. He drove them around town to master their uh, record and even got to a big show of theirs at the Olympic, opening for the Dead Kennedys. What song did they open with? Ooh. Reagan Youth. Opened with A, Ode to Joy, B, Freebird, C, Warpigs, D, The Decline. Joey. Yes. Uh, a. Ode to Joy? No. Yeah. That ah, is funny, though. Slim. That would be funny. Slynn. Warpigs. It was Warpigs. Whoa! That was oh. a total guess! I wonder if that influenced the the Paranoid cover. <laughs> Might have been. It's like <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man, rather. Oh, Iron I got Man, two yes. points, too. Oh, yep. Are you keeping track? Yeah, I am. Okay, yep. good. That was Joey just... likes to only keep track of his points. Well, Joey's not doing that. I don't have any They're, points. The uh, points are extremely <laughs> important. That's what I'm saying. This is the Thank opposite you. of whose line is it anyway. The <laughs> points are extremely important. The points do important. matter. Thank you. Only the winner lives. <laughs> yeah, the stakes are extremely high. All right. Uh, Reagan, you <laughs> stayed at my mom's apartment once when she was away for the weekend. I took them to Capitol Records to master their first record, and I drove them to the Olympic, where they opened for the Dead Kennedys. In front of 3,500 punk rockers, they opened their set with a cover of War Pigs by Black Sabbath. All eight minutes of it. The crowd was dumbfounded, and I was floored. It was maybe the biggest show they ever played, and they opened with Black Sabbath because fuck you. They only had a 25-minute set, and they used eight minutes of it to do one song. It was one of the most important lessons about punk I've ever learned. You can't just get up on stage and do what the crowd wants you to do. You always have to throw them off a little. It's been a key part of my philosophy with no effects ever since. And it's why some people love us and some people hate us, even if they just walked out of the same show. All right. No effects was ready to get serious. They immediately toured the country, slinging demos around, siphoning gas and showing up to venues uninvited to insert themselves into shows. They wrote songs as fast as humanly possible, never tuned their instruments and just generally did as they pleased, which often involved beers, drugs and getting laid wherever possible. This convinced uh, Don Bowles of the Germs to master their first 7-inch for $15 of gas money and a place to sleep. To this day, the band is pretty sure he didn't show up to record. They demoed a song called No Effects that had what incredible lyrics? Was it A, we dress on stage as we do on the streets? B, we play for punks, not for cash? C, these are lyrics and this is what we believe? Or D, our music's fast, it's not trash? Oh, I have, I like genuinely have no idea. Was I think it's B. Yes. Do you have a guess, Lynn? I, t- the, like it all. I don't know. I'll I'm, go C. I'm going D. The answer is E. All of the above. Oh, <laughs> they're all in there. Yeah. Oh, so we all get a point because that was not an option. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> that's fair. It's still See, a tie. I like, <laughs> the, I like the way, people, but I like points. It feels good to get one. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Come on, give us a point. Slynn sure. and Chris are tied. I don't have a tiebreaker. <gasps> All right, boxing. Let's go, Celine. Yeah. (laughs) I go low, you go high. (laughs) Ah, that's so fun. Uh, That's great. So that was, uh, that's basically right up until NoFX's first recording. I'll have a game ready for next next round where I'll talk about the next phase in it. Um, But yeah, that brings us to the end. Chris, thanks so much for showing up. What have you Thanks got to plug? Me. This was fun. Yeah, this was great. We appreciate you. We try to be fun. You know stuff about things. It was good. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know many things about a lot of things, but um, 
But this thing. I've 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 hung around no effects more than I should probably ever safely have done for my life and well-being. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got to plug? Um, loser, please listen to me on the internet. Uh, it's L O U S E R because I'm an idiot. Um, it looks like Nintendo. I don't know. There's songs. There might be a new song by the time this comes out, or there'll be one shortly thereafter. There's. Uh, I know I'm playing in Modesto in October, October 7th, I think. It's like Maximum Scon P. Uh, I also believe by this time, I think I'm playing a show in Chino on October 6th with Eichlers. It's not announced yet. Fun. We love Eichlers, friend the, of the pod. Hopefully by the time this comes out, it's announced. Otherwise, I'm just a dick. Or the show's not happening, and then this is just not real. So things could really go any which way. Yes. Um, Who knows what the future holds? I'll see you on the Kevin Smith cruise in uh, in February. <laughs> you will? Because I know you're we're all coming. Cruising, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can uh, we're Canadian. Of course we're there. Yeah. 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 See you in Miami. I'm a yoga hoser. Yeah. We are yoga hosers. So yeah. <laughs> we get on the cruise for free. Yeah. So I, I'm I, all right. The movie was okay. <laughs> Where do you want to be found on socials? Do you like X? Oh, yeah. Do you I'm, like I'm Graham? Chris Are you TikToking? I'm yeah, I do I do a little bit of all the things. Um okay. I'm I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere you want to be. So just find me <laughs> and you know, do what you do with that. I don't know. I think it's weird. It's like it's like, oh, make sure you follow me everywhere. I don't know. Look, I, I do stuff places, and when it's important, I'll post it. And you'll you'll get it. Just you know, be my friend. <laughs> I love it. Uh, highly recommend watching Chris's live show if you can make it happen. Uh, one of the that's great, yeah, a, a standout. I would say yeah, at good. the SPI Fest was when we were on fun. there. Indeed. Thank and you. Uh, go Thank back you. and listen to our two year anniversary episode where Chris Crowd uh, got interviewed by us in an alley. Uh, that was a ton of fun too. Got the bit um, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, was in on the joke from the get, uh, which I appreciate. <laughs> that we're super not serious, was. real journalists, and we just want to be respected and have mutual academic conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got bit. it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Checkered Pass. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Checkered Pass Pod, or send us an email at checkeredpasspod at gmail.com. To support the pod and get bonus content, including a full-length and unedited video of this episode, which is very fun because Chris has a very fun camera. Uh, <laughs> sign up for our Checkerhead Patreon at patreon.com slash checkeredpast. We also have merch available at checkeredpast.ca. This episode is uh, edited by Ariane and engineered by Joey. Nice. And the pumpkin bracket theme was recorded by Keelan, featuring trumpet from Ben of Mini Vandal. Follow along with the bracket, head over to challenge.com slash pumpkin bracket to see how the matchups are progressing. Next week, we will finish September with our bracket final and a very special guest. And until next time, I'm Rob. Celine. Sl- smell yelly. Smell. Smellvin. El Hoey. And in the moral words of no effects, lick your chops, eat the meek. Eat the meek.